Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to the Film Busters Podcast. The film show with no filters, no prisoners taken, loads of disagreements, but one hell of a love for cinema. If you want to hear three friends ridiculing each other for an hour or so regarding their taste in films, then you have come to the right place. In each episode, one of the team picks a film for us to discuss. It could be anything from a recent cinema release to an all-time classic. So, strap in and get ready to get mad or get vindicated as we guide you through the murky world of being a film geek. If you like what you hear, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using at FilmBustersPod. You can also find each of our individual accounts. I'm at FilmBustersPaul. I'm at FilmBustersAdam. And I'm at FilmBustersBen. If you want to use your eyes instead of your ears, you can also visit the website at filmbusterspod.co.uk. And if busting makes you feel good, you can also support us at patreon.com forward slash filmbusters for exclusive content. All right, can we just get on with this now, please? Filmbusters. Right, listeners, Ben was very lucky to go along to a, a preview screening of Halloween Ends. What was the event like, Ben? I was thrilled because when I turned up, the lady who arranged the tickets for us uh, was like, are you a Halloween fan? And Jenny was like, it, oh, he's the biggest Halloween fan. And then the one girl uh, next to her was like, hmm, well, you might, I've got a feeling that you might see him up there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, baby, baby. <laughs> and I started walking up the stairs and they'd done it with just like Halloween decorations, basic ones. I was like, yeah, nice effort. But then I got to the top floor and they had, which I now know to be Laurie Strode's bedroom from the film, mm. which at that point I didn't know, that was, there was like an open replica of it there. And Michael Myers was there appearing in the window behind people for their pictures. So I had a little picture. Oh, yeah. cute. So this is, this is the room of her where she writes her stories? Yeah, very strange. Uh, so basically he's standing on the second floor of a house outside the window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very strange, very strange uh, set. I was really baffled when I saw it because I was like, is this meant to be Judith's bedroom? Um, but I'm like, well, she didn't have a fucking writing desk in there and there was certainly no digital safe. Yeah. But fair play on them on replicating those details. Yeah, very nice. And uh, they had the old Halloween Kills press board there, so I had to do a moody shot in front of that. I was going to go up and smile, but everyone who was there was doing moody faces, so I thought, let me just be part of this ridiculous crowd. Yeah, of course. And then uh, we went in and we we went straight for the front row. Um, it was in a view in Leicester Square, so there was a big gap between the front row and the screen. So it was perfect because so, it wasn't oh, nice. too close. Uh, and um, one thing I must say, because this is not related really to the film, the first 15 minutes of the film, the audio was out of sync. Oh. And nothing drives me more mad. That is horrendous. And I was like, <laughs> I cannot believe this is happening in Halloween Ends. And it's like... This cinema is packed. Someone from production has got to be here to sort that out. And they did. But I was very fuming. Fuck. 15 minutes there, that's quite a while. It's a long while for them not to notice. So that entire intro, it basically, the moment when um, Corey stabs the tyre with the knife, or or Laurie Mm. does, uh, that's when the sound suddenly synced up. Jesus. Spoiler They should have started that fucking film again. I was, yeah, but I was, it was fine. It was fine. Well, so that was all a very nice experience that they laid out before the film, whatever that, that experience may before be. <laughs> whatever the film experience may be, yeah. <laughs> well, as you might have heard, we've got another voice joining us along with this podcast. Scott's joined us again to talk about Halloween. He was here last time, so he thought it's just right that he comes back. How are you, Scott? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Good, Boys. good. Welcome back. Uh, horror, as always. 
Horror as always, yeah, I know. <laughs> you would have heard I him do. also on the Scream episode this year, folks. Yes. I'm not, I'm not saying nothing until this uh, is all done. <laughs> Don't let anything slip. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, it is, we are doing this one a little bit differently, I think, because this film, well, certainly for me, but has been one of the most anticipated in a long time. And I think rather than carry on with our usual nonsense, we're, gonna, we're just roughly get straight are into it. Are we not doing it, a quiz? Oh, well, yes, I suppose there's that. I forgot about that You better do, because I've got two questions for you. Yeah, I forgot about that bit. Yes, apologies. <laughs> also, listeners, I'm not very well at the moment, which is killing me, because for this episode, I have been so looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to recording this episode more than any episode we've ever done on this oh, podcast. Oh, that is very you know nice. That? That's wow. exciting. Yeah. That's, um, that's I huge. I did see Ben the other day, and he refused to give anything away like even a slightest little hint Benny you sure it wasn't Adam that made you ill <laughs> it could have been you know it could have been Adam that did this to me do you reckon it's like keeping these things inside you are crippling you like you just need to let them out and you're going to start feeling better it's possible you know <laughs> I have very terrible pains at the moment but we, we, we persist he wouldn't even tell me if he was going to go see it again but we all know he's been to see it twice oh you have yeah but you know you can, you I can read into that, that what you I will. said to him, you'd probably see it twice, even if you hated every single second of it, because you want to make sure that you hated every single second of it. There you go. <laughs> well, before we start getting into spoiler territory, shall we swiftly move on to the quiz? And I guess Scott's taking over from you today, Ben. That's right. I am indeed. Do you want to know the scores? Yes, please. So, at the moment... I am on top with 28 points. And then Ben and Adam are drawing on 21 points. I wonder where it's going to shift this week. This has to be Ben's week, surely. So are these questions Halloween-related questions, Scott? Yes. Fuck me, if I don't get these. <laughs> Mike Myers. It's, you say Michael this every Myers. time. You Michael say this every Myers. time, Adam. Well, it's uh, true. That's, I'm going for that because it might be right. And if it is, I've got a point in you guys. I mean, that's not even his name. (laughs) That's the point. We're saying it's not his name. You say the wrong name every time. Anyway, let's move on to the question, Scott. Take it away. Okay. Cool. Question number one. What is the title of Laurie's memoir? A Survivor's Story. Oh, my God. Survivor's... Oh, my God. I know the last word of it, which is the word that is the most annoying. Come on, boys. Oh my god, it wasn't, sorry. it wasn't what Ben said then, though. No. Oh! Okay. Oh my out. god, what is it? I knew this. I saw it the other day. Fuck me. I can remember what the last word is. But no I can't. I, no, give me a second, Scott. Give me a fucking second. <laughs> um, oh my god. Can I get a point if I can get the hardest word? Because that's the only word I can remember. I don't know. Surviving the shape. Stalkers. No. Survivors and oh, it's saw it's saw when, isn't it? Because it's a really weird word. Sam so Hain, close, saw when. So close. It's stalkers, saviors, and saw when. Oh wow, fuck man! Off stalkers, what and sa- saw saviors? When? Saviors, wow! I thought it was survivors. I did, I did it. That's okay. I didn't even realize. I'm getting a point for that. I decided. Sawin slash Sam Hain was even brought up in this film. Hmm. 
because I remember looking at it afterwards and uh, I was reading what it was that what that word was actually about good fucking question good fucking Thank question you. Is that a point to since no one got one? Me. It's, it, just, I mean, it, just, it just disappears into the ether. I think Adam oh. got it most correct, so Adam gets the point. That's not how it works. <laughs> no, it's not. <amazing. laughs> how did you remember Salwin, though? Because I remember that was the word that was weird. That's why it made me look it up. Very good. Very good. I'm ready for question two. Okay. Nick Castle made a non-Michael Michaels cameo where? At the dance. At the dance party saying, seeing anything you like. Yep. Correct, Ben. I don't even know what you're referring to. It's the <laughs> guy who plays. Yeah. No, I know that bit. It's when he, he knocks off his mask, doesn't he? And then he opens up his jacket and he has all oh, his guts yeah. hanging out. Oh, yes. He's got all the he's got all the condoms in the coat. That's original, Michael. I didn't know they were condoms. I, I thought, thought they it was were just intestines. Like anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was condoms hanging inside the coat. I thought yeah. it was his guts. But that would be funny if there was also condoms saying, mm. "See anything you like." Yeah. Mm. <laughs> From memory, yeah, I could be wrong. Nice, very one, good. I knew, I knew you'd get that one, Ben. I knew it. I, I knew Bless your heart. I knew it. Bless <laughs> your soul. Uh, well, we talk about this in the episode. Back <laughs> <laughs> to spoil something. Well, before we move on, we're about to go. Let's just say the final scores are me on twenty-eight, Ben second place on twenty-two, and Adam on twenty-one. Let's move on to Halloween ends. Hi there, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. So you all know, I've played Laurie Strode for more than four decades. And over that time, she has been relentlessly stalked by Michael Myers. Well, all that comes to an end this Halloween. And I'm very proud of our final film, Halloween Ends, and how it brings this saga to a fitting conclusion. And I cannot wait for people to have the chance to see it. It has been the honor of my life to play Laurie Strode, and no matter how you watch this final chapter, I hope you'll get people together and scream and cheer and hold your breath to the end, because we created this for you, and I thank you for your years of support and how much you care about this story and me, your final girl. So, I'll see you soon, stay safe, and happy Halloween, everyone. Right, everyone, we're talking about Halloween Ends from 2022 by David Gordon Green. This is a spoiler episode. We'll go straight into spoilers because we can't help ourselves. We just want to know what each other think. So don't listen to this if you don't want to be spoiled and come back after you've watched it. Right. Just before I move on, basically, I don't have anyone who's appeared in any other things because everyone has just appeared in the Halloween films we've done. Just so everyone knows, we've done Halloween <laughs> 2018 and Halloween Kills. So go has check Jamie those Lee out. It's not been anything else. Nope. That's it. That's it. The only other thing mm. is John Carpenter. He did the score that was in They Live and this. Yeah. And he's also directed, obviously, They Live as well. Like and his song it. also appeared in Baccarat Blind, which is actually Baccarat, but I just called it Baccarat Blind for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Adam, what's the yes. story? The story is uh, it's Halloween. Well, it's coming up to Halloween and it's approaching. And the whole town is scared that Mike Myers is still out there. And they don't, Michael, Michael Myers. Myers is still out there and they don't know where Michael Myers has gone and there's also another weird kid hanging around who's a bit mentally disturbed after he pushed a kid off the stairs and killed the kid and the town hates him and he has effectively become the new Michael Myers the new town hater that the town hates on and um, 
town hate on. Town hate on. Town hate on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right, Adam. That is right. Well, I've got no background in it because I just want to get straight to it. But I've got to say I'm very daunted by this task because this is possibly the last time we talk about a current Halloween film mm-hmm. on this podcast. I have. I'm going to preamble everything by saying I have so much to say and I am not going to be able to say it all. Of course. Of course. Obviously, yeah. So anyone who wants to carry on this discussion with me in any capacity, please do. (laughs) I'll be standing outside in front of my house (laughs) (laughs) and I will argue with everyone. (laughs) My DMs are open, my Twitter account. Come, say what you want. Fight me or agree with me, whatever, whatever you feel. So, without further ado, let me get into it. So, I thought I just wanted, sorry that this will, little bit will be a little bit self-indulgent at first, but I think that was the case last year as well. We love so it. If you, if you boys will allow me. Of course. May I? May I continue? Always. Always. Yeah. Okay. So, listen, uh, enough nonsense. So, I've been a Halloween fan for 30 years now. I first saw it when I was five, six years old. Far too young to be watching it, but I did. In that time, I've seen all all of films, all kinds, all timelines, all multiverses. Ugh, why did I use that word? All of that shit. <laughs> I've seen it all. I've seen all the Michael Myers. I can count on one finger, one finger, how many of the Halloween films I truly despise, dislike, hate, actively dislike. The rest all have a special place in my heart because... They're this Halloween wonderful world that I inhibit and have inhibited throughout the years. There isn't a franchise series, what have you, around that I care about more than this one. Paul has has DC and specifically Batman. This is my Batman. It's Halloween, baby, in terms of a franchise. It's the, it's the only one. So these last few films that have come up, appearing over the last few years, have made me has reawakened something in me that had been dormant for a fair while. Because when I was a teenager and when I was in my 20s, I would be Halloween all the time, big Halloween buff and, and whatnot. And then Rob Zombie's Halloweens came along and I saw them and I was like, fuck, yeah, here's Michael Myers, but we're getting backstory and it's they're all trailer trash. And Okay, it's Michael Myers, Halloween, yeah, I like them, but it's not really it. So when they came out, after they came out, I was sort of like, all right, Halloween. It was It's something that I like and love, but... I'm done with that kind of thing. Then this new trilogy came along. And when I went and saw that first one, as you'll all have heard on the podcast, long-term listeners, I wasn't massively blown away by it. I was happy with it. I enjoyed it very much. But there were a lot of problems for me, uh, mainly because there was nothing particularly new in it. Yes, he was older. Um, They returned to Haddonfield, but there was nothing that particularly stirred me so much for it to be as good as kills was because then kills came along and flipped the script completely made michael myers forefront super violent wild that was incredible that instantly shot up into my top three halloween films of all time um and then this one halloween ends comes out to end this trilogy and they have done with Halloween Ends, they've done something that nobody, apart from maybe John Carpenter back in the 80s, would have expected or wanted. They made a Halloween film with Michael Myers in it, but not about Michael Myers at all. They made a film about 
evil, the town living with the fallout of what he did. This is what John Carpenter wanted his original Halloween 2 to be back in the day. And the producers told him, you can't do that. Hence, he made Michael Myers going into a hospital. So this one deals with all the internal and external evils in the town, how people can be born evil, how evil can be passed on, transitioned. We featured, we focused on Corey for the entire runtime of the film, pretty much. Sidelining Michael, we got about 10 minutes of Michael in the entire film. And boys, I absolutely loved that. I absolutely loved that. It is to this film's credit that 45, 50 minutes in with barely any Michael Myers, I wasn't even waiting for him to arrive. I I didn't even think, yeah, but when's Michael going to show up? I knew it would come. I had the faith, but I did. I was like, I don't need him to right now. I'm I'm watching this Corey story. I believe this Corey story. The, what we are seeing here is fascinating. What they are bringing into this Halloween universe. And this was a final epilogue to me. This was the soft footnote on the Halloween series. The whole trilogy has actually been an epilogue, to be honest, for me. Everything else that came before it, the whole trilogy has been an epilogue. But this film was signing out. It's like, listen, we haven't actually made this one for the fans like we did for Kills. Kills was for the fans. The diehard fans are going to love it. Ends was like... We're making this for anyone who wants to connect with this one. I could imagine long-term fans hating this film. I can imagine long-term fans loving this film. I could imagine people who know nothing really of the Halloween franchise loving this, and I can equally imagine them disliking it, which is why I'm fascinated to see what you guys think. The film is really not immediately accessible or easy to pass a judgment on. When I came out of it, I was a little bit shell-shocked at everything that had happened because I couldn't quite believe that I had seen an almost two-hour-long Halloween film that barely focused on Michael Myers. But I knew that I had enjoyed it. And I did go and see it two days later because I thought, I need to go into it knowing that this is not just about Michael. I need to go into it and, and know that this is about Corey and Alison and Laurie really moving on. And I need to watch that knowing that that's what the plot is to see if any of that shit holds up. And not only did it hold up, it is much, there is much more depth and layers to it. There are a lot of stuff that I thought didn't hold up when I came out of that first viewing. I was like, I'm not sure about this. On the second viewing, I'm like, that works, that works, that works, that fucking works. It isn't perfect. There are a lot of problems in it, but it is so ballsy so incredible as a long-term halloween fan to be knocked off my feet with a halloween film like this that stays true to the entire franchise does something completely new at the same time and for me brings about one of the scariest michael myers appearance that i've seen in years which is him killing again for the first time and trembling and breathing erratically that was horrifying and uh I cannot stop thinking about it in a way that I can't remember feeling about a Halloween film in a long time. Final note, I watched The Whale with Adam the other day. The Whale is being all lambasted for, it's going to get all the Oscars, Brendan uh, Fraser is going to win the Oscar, it's this incredibly moving piece. I haven't thought about that fucking film once. In fact, when I came out of The Whale, I was thinking about Halloween Kills. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's true. It's the ballsiest, 
most brilliant move they could have done for this final film. There are problems, but I fucking loved it. So happy you liked it. Wow. Or loved it. Wow. Sorry to talk so long. No, that's what it's all about. No, mate. no. That's what we want to hear. Mm. Can I pick where we go next? Yeah, go on. I would like to have the what I suspect might be the complete opposite of that. I'm going to throw to Adam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when the film opened up and it started off, I was like, oh, fuck, this is... This is good. This is really good. For the first half hour, I was completely on board with this film. I was I was like, shit, this is like, I get it. And I'm enjoying it. But as the film progressed after that, it's like, what is this film? Like, I understand everything that this is meant to be. It's meant to be the whole people, like, who is evil, who's judgmental. It's like Mike Myers is evil as it is, well, because he's been pushed into that way by the town. All of those elements, I kind of get what he's exploring, but it just doesn't fucking work by the end of it. It just doesn't. The whole relationship between him and her is shit. The, I want to say, the overall final death of Michael Myers is awful. It's like, <laughs> is this what we've been waiting for? Come on. Give me something a bit more spectacular than that. And then the whole procession of him killing him, it was all just... By the end of the film, I was really angry at it. I was like, what the fuck? And as soon as the credits came up, I left immediately. I was not (laughs) waiting around for anything. But it's annoying because I kind of see what they're trying to do and I really appreciate them for doing that and mixing it up. I get it. But at the end of the day, we still need more Mike Myers in 10 minutes. We still need all these other elements of the film which makes it great are just not in this film, I think. That's that's where it goes wrong for me. The things that you come for, the things that people have enjoyed, are not here. Like, you can do what they did, but you don't have to go to the length that they did with it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, again, on a rewatch, I, I, I was thinking about this. It was like, you know what? I could get it a bit more. Like, you approach it in a bit of a different fashion now. Like, your initial anger of it being like that might not be there. But overall, it didn't work for me in the end. That's fine, mate. Fair enough. Like I say, I could imagine all. I can imagine all takes. Uh, let us go to. Let's save Scott till last, shall we? Let's go to Paul. Okay. Do you, I like how everyone's like saying really silent because they don't want to like make like any inflections of like whether they agree yeah, with anything they want saying. <laughs> <laughs> now this one, I got to say, I have no idea which way you're going. Paul. Okay. No, me neither. Well, well, well. Just for a refresher. Um, I love the original Halloween. I like I like most of the films in the franchise leading up to Halloween 2018. I absolutely adore Halloween 2018. And when I first watched Halloween Kills, I really didn't like it, but mostly because it felt like it strayed so far from what the film before it did. I've since watched it again, and I like it. Now, you've watched it again as well. Yeah, yeah, I've, I liked it when I watched it again. It's because it's, it's that thing of... Uh, there's no, there's no like, you're not expecting anything. You know exactly what you're getting into and you can kind of enjoy it for what it is. And I enjoyed it mm. a lot more. Um, but this one's trash. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Halloween ends No, then. I'm talking about Halloween kills. Oh, yeah, fuck. This one's trash. But this saying? one's trash. 
Oh no! According to the viewing public, because I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. these little dickheads! These <laughs> little absolute knobheads! <laughs> you almost ruined my segue. I wanted to make a little joke, and then you interrupted it. <laughs> my apology. It still worked. <laughs> I really enjoyed the direction they went with it. And by the time we hit the halfway mark, as you said, I was almost forgetting this was a Michael Myers film, as I was so caught up in like the plots around and Corey. Mm. It tackles what it promises in Halloween Kills, which is almost almost derailed, which almost derailed that film for me. In which like Michael could almost be a mis- mystical force, like by coming to this one and showing a man living in the sewers, broken, defeated, almost acting like a vulture rather than mm-hmm. like a predator. He's a man. I see him as a man now. It's like it's it's a very reflective film, looking in on itself and asking what makes a monster. Is it is it one singular event? Is it is it the people around them that mould them into one? Is it is is evil born from nature or nurture kind of thing? But it also it also promises the idea of what fear does to a town, and that is really meant like that's what I think it really means by Michael ascending, or the fear ascending. Like Michael is the fear; he's not actually the physical man. The more he the more he killed, the more he held like Haddonfield captive. Like mm. unable to escape the grasp of the the hysteria he created. Halloween ends with the healing of a town, and a town is is is, is people can finally move on, and that is what like ascends this film above any generic slasher for me. And Laurie having Michael's mask just sitting on the coffee table like that, like a badge of honor, like a part of her life, something mm. she's proud of, is cool as fuck. And that's my first impressions. Very good. Wow. Now. Now. <laughs> yes. It's, there's, only one, yourself, there's only one more man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, I initially wasn't sure what I was going to get. Um, I was lucky enough to not see any spoilers or any... I didn't even read synopsis, nothing. And... To be honest, I actually loved it. Look at so that. Three so, gets one, Adam, suck on this. <laughs> so much so, I actually enjoyed it more than I did Scream 2022. Oh, that, oh, that, was, that was easy, though, wasn't it? That's huge, man. <laughs> that is that big. That is huge. That's big For talk. Scott, that is huge. Yeah. That is big talk. I, I actually left the cinema and I was thinking about it constantly. Like, all weekend, I just found myself coming back to the film and just thinking about it all the time. Um, what I liked, what I... There wasn't much I disliked. And reading yeah. comments and stuff like that, I was just like, you know what? It's, I don't think people understand it properly. Um, well, what they're trying to do. Um, I saw, like... I feel like people just wanted Michael Myers just to slash people left, right and centre, and that's not particularly the story that it is. Mm. It is about... Evil transcending. Evil is not one person. Evil is not one man. Evil can be many things, and obviously Corey is that new level of hatred and evil, and um, and like one image that gets in my head is where the nurse goes outside and he's just there stabbing him in the neck constantly. Corey mm-hmm. is, yeah, and it was just so powerful. And then like just them watching each other. I, I just, yeah. it was just so animalistic and 
like a, a young cub learning from a like a father or something like that. Like it was just so. I loved it. I thought it was great. And like Michael Myers had more screen time in this than he did the original Halloween. So, yep. Like people's disruption of all that, is that and stuff right? like that. But it is that correct. Is right. wow. Yeah, yeah, but that's that whole thing of like in an original, you the anticipation is what you're there for. But whereas once you've seen the monster, you want to see the monster. Yeah, but this is subverting that expectation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. So what you got if you wanted to have the monster? Co- Sorry, it's not even finished yet. I yeah, I, I, I without keep going for the next hour. Yeah, yeah, I finished. Don't worry. But I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. Well, you got it in kills. You got Michael overtime mm. in kills, yeah. and I believe you didn't like that either, Adam. So this is what. <laughs> See, I didn't I mind kills. You I think I gave people. it a six. I, the thing is with kills is I really like the original one. The um. The down the line one, whatever it was, eight twenty eighteen one. Mm-hmm. That's the one I enjoyed. Like I gave the last one a six, which I don't think is bad for that film. And I would like to listen, rewatch it. I haven't really watched it since the cinema. So twenty eighteen is the worst of the three, and that's no bad thing. It's still a good film. It's a, it's it was a good return of Michael Myers, but there was a lot wrong with it. I personally think that as it's gone on. There's a lot been a lot of criticisms that it's gone off the rails and oh the the director and the writer made such a big deal of wanting to move away from all the ridiculous sequels in the Halloween films and they ended up making ridiculous sequels themselves. I don't think that's actually true. I think they decided to go down a, a very specific route with it and tell a different story away from Myers. The first one was Myers comes back. The second one was the town mob mentality, and the third one was how the town recovers from mm. all of this fucking violence it was about it ended up being about Haddonfield and the people in it I completely um, get all of that but it just I think the execution of it just wasn't there for me like I didn't really bike into Corey a lot as well it was all kind of like it was the other characters telling you he was evil rather than you getting it from the beginning like it was well a, that, oh, that's because it, he's not yeah evil. he's not yeah he's no not. but I'm just saying that whole, like, why is he suddenly this psychopath then? Like, but he pe- wasn't suddenly a psychopath. People pushed him to that. Yeah, yeah. I get... <laughs> yeah. The town created him. What, because he got pushed off a bridge by a kid? No. Mate, more than that. Come on, were you watching the film? Yeah. The, so the, the kid is... Uh, everyone treats him like he's a, a murderer of a little child. Everyone he encounters. Yeah. Mm. Kids younger than him are bullying him, pushing him around, calling him freak show. They push him off the bridge and fuck him up like that. He goes to a party, even when he tries to let his hair down with someone that he thinks he can trust. The mum of the kid that he killed is yeah. there, who's like, what the fuck are you doing? How dare you show your face? He's fucked. Can you imagine? It's like Jamie Lee Curtis is the villain in this again. She's prompted another person on the edge into becoming a serial killer. Oh my goodness, you are making some wild calls, mate. We need to back this up a second. She well, was the one who was supporting him. Hold a pin in that. Hold a yeah, fucking pin in that. Yeah, and then she was the comment. one who forced him away. And made the, the argument between the daughter and everything. And then that's what they were saying. Like, when they, the women in the car park were saying how they made she created Michael Myers by force, like, poking a kid on the edge. And he's done, she's done the same again. And what do you... Do, hang on. When that woman says that to her in the car park, you're not meant to think, yeah, she's right. Well, it's victim blaming that you've got there. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. The several times when characters encounter her and say, you... I mean, I were, thought she did. I thought she kind of did rile him up and poke him into How it. did she rile Michael Myers up? I can't remember now, but I thought that's what you were meant to think. I don't remember the films well enough to 
remember those details, but well, she doesn't at any point. She's in the she's hospital. She's ready the whole for time. him. <laughs> yeah, the second one, she's in hospital. The first, let's back the shit up. Let's back up. How do you boys feel about adding a bit of structure to this? Not going through the film chronological order, but talking about characters. Yeah, we and probably things. need that. We probably need let's that. Let's do that. All right. So let me put, pose a question to you all beforehand. Before you saw this film, so I, I hadn't watched the extended trailer, only the short one. Same. Where did any of you know that that, that this kid was going to be the um, lead? First time I saw no. him when he came in the film. Yeah. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. I've never seen him before. Mm-hmm. Had you watched any other trailers, Adam? No, I haven't watched any of the trailers. No. No. No, I didn't have a clue. Um, so being introduced to Corey in that babysitting scene... It took me aback, I'll admit, apart from the fact that the sound was out of sync. I wasn't sure what to make of it mm. immediately there. I was like, well, what is this now? Up to those credits, I was like, what is this? But then when those jack-o'-lanterns start appearing inside of jack-o'-lanterns, I'm like, okay, we're yeah. talking about new bloods. Mm. Right? Okay, yeah. the new ones are coming through. And I liked that, the opening credits very much, oh, I must beautiful. say. Halloween 3 font. Uh, yes, Halloween 3 font and colour. Yep. That's a nice touch. That was a nice touch, actually. I enjoyed that. Um, and I don't think it's any coincidence. Can you remember in Halloween 78 when uh, Laurie unmasks Michael towards the end of the film mm. and you get a fleeting image of that kid who is... They got an actor to play Michael just for that unmasking yeah. scene. Corey looks the spit of him. Oh, that, you think that so? The absolute yeah. spit of him. Yeah, mm. yeah. I thought that this this has got to be intentional. Yeah. And he's 21 in this film, same age Michael was in 78 as well, mm. which I liked. Oh, nice. That hit me, though, the opening, the opening scene. I was like, fuck. Yeah, me too. Seeing that kid bend backwards as he hit the ground. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The first half hour, 40 minutes into this film, I was completely on board with it. I was like, shit, this is really good. I am enjoying this. I'm, get, like, I'm going with it. Like, what you're saying is... And it's just towards the end. It's that last... I'm going to say 45 minutes, it just unravels so much. And I think the execution of what they were trying to achieve isn't there. Well, this this start with Corey, and then we can find out along the way where it really unravels for you. Because I I really like this this, uh, plot line of placing guilt upon someone when clearly he didn't even get charged for it. Right, because no. he's and walking it's just around. A, it's, and... a, it's a very, it's a very prominent thing in in um in the world nowadays when someone cannot be charged with something. It's just it's guilt by by just a whatever you hear in the news kind of thing. It's just like okay, yeah. guilty. And I like the idea of this this person who's who's basically been transformed and like beaten down by the town. And it's not even it's, he didn't even do anything along the same lines as Michael did, but he's being associated with the same kind of level that Michael is. Mm. And it's like, I think that's fascinating. Well, yeah, 100%. In that opening scene, when he's with the little kid and and he's saying something about Michael Myers to that kid, that kid said, oh, the boogeyman doesn't kill kids, he kills babysitters. Mm. The kid says it back to him. Uh, And that's like almost preempting, you know, the toxic fandom's response to this film. Like, oh yeah, hang on. Michael Myers isn't like that. This isn't what Michael Myers is. It's like, well, actually... That is what's going to happen. The boogeyman in this film, at least, is going to kill a kid. If this kid actually, accidentally, if this or not. kid actually scrubbed up in the case, he'd know that he killed a kid in the first uh, first Halloween twenty eighteen. In twenty eighteen, yeah, indeed, <laughs> quite, yeah, the first yeah. kill. <laughs> yep. I didn't like that. Uh, it, well, that's a side thing. Yeah, the Corey thing. 
what did you think of his uh, like in in terms of that first 30 40 minutes then adam when you're saying you're on board with it so you're on board with him as this troubled kid who's being pushed around who did this terrible thing and you're on board with his relationship with Alison. Yeah? I think the relationship with Alison is the thing that started to grate on me. I think that's when I started to lose what I was believing in with him. And like, yeah, that was where I started. He started to lose me as a character. Is it, is it because you felt like Alison wouldn't really be attracted to this guy? Not really. I just didn't believe. I just didn't believe either of them two as the couple in it, mm-hmm. and the, the fact that they were so. The film set well across two days. It's more like five days. I was trying to keep track of it on the second watch. It feels like October thirty first. It's about five days after the um, the first time we see. Okay, Corey. See, I thought it was a lot a shorter than that, but um, mm. it's along those. Yeah, there's not like the position they they get themselves into so quickly. It just doesn't feel. I think this is one of the things. This, this film is doesn't. There's a lot of things in this film that doesn't feel natural. It feels forced because I think they're trying so hard to achieve and get these messages across. I just think that like both Corey and Alison are both damaged people. Yeah. Like Alison's yeah. gone through so much. She finally sees someone that's just as damaged and someone that the, the town's just as hardship on her as it is on him. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. They are both. It's a different kind of hardship. But in a way, it's her grabbing onto a normalcy where mm. everyone else is like passing the blame and stuff like that. She sees someone that actually understands what she's going through. Mm-hmm. Trauma. Yeah, I just, I yeah, it's just more of them in a as a characters. I just, I don't know if it's the acting or whatever, but yeah, I wasn't buying. I it thought like their that. acting was solid. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I think this, I think like most of this film is about gravitating towards uh, people with a like mind because he goes through stages, Corey, where he's gravitating towards um, he gravitates towards Alison because because of the trauma they both bring through this trauma and they can kind of like work through their trauma and they don't have to be judged by it because they know they've they've each got something that they have to face themselves yeah. and um, then. He he's like I'm being I'm being punished by by the town. Who else yeah. am I am I more like than Michael Myers? So of course he's gonna gravitate towards that because people actually see him as a monster. So why not gravitate towards the monster? Yeah, yeah. I think where people struggle with this film is that it is actually quite a character-driven film for the Halloween franchise. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's not it's not all about um, slashing throats and stuff like that. It's actually about people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I really think that's what people have struggled with. You're a hundred percent on it. I think, and and not in a in a um, di- uh, not in a uh, patronising way, but I think it's already a misunderstood film, and and that is exactly the misunderstanding. I think there and is I something guess, like the more you watch it, and the time go past, that you will under- come to understand it more. But I still think... yeah. But it's like if you if you wanted if you went into this film wanting more of kills slash gash michael myers all the way through you simply didn't get that yeah. so you are going to be disappointed that's it yeah. there's not no way around it yeah. but if, if you saying, the more you come back to it the more you can understand it and approach it in the way that you 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 want to approach it just going back to the alice and corey thing there's nothing more believable than to they're young kids really they're early 20s man there's nothing more relatable than these young early 20s infatuated with one another very very quickly you're telling me yep. you haven't had that 
This is the thing. I think when you're speaking about this on paper, this film, it sounds good. That's what I mean. I'm, I, I, it sounds good. It's just the execution of it when you're watching it that didn't work. Well, if you didn't like the direction of it, fine. But I, I bought it. I will admit, after the first viewing, I did. I found it a little bit of a stretch that she was so head over heels for him. I did think that. But on the second view, it felt more natural. It didn't feel so far-fetched. Because they, as Scott said, they've both been through some fucking damaging shit. Mm-hmm. One's had parents murdered by Michael Myers. The other one is called a murderer and accused of being a child murderer by the town. They're both treated shabbily by the town. Her ex, that creepy fucking cop, is just a piece of shit. Like, they unite in each other. They find solace in each other. And, you know, that's... When he came that's, along, that's when it, it, it did add another level of, like, okay, I, I get this, but I didn't at the same time. Well, there you go. I, uh... I think there's so much. This is crazy. I fucking... There is so much to say about this film. It's so daunting. I've never been more daunted by a podcast, <laughs> I've got to say. Because one other crucial element that's at play at this particular point with the Alison and Corey thing is the concept of Laurie inviting him in. Later, towards the end of the film, Corey says to her, you invited me in, i.e. you've invited evil in. You let evil in. So by handing me that knife, you brought me into your world, into your granddaughter's life. And... For me, I think there is a whole other train there that goes on to her relationship with Michael. But what's more interesting at, at this point is what happens to Corey, for me, on his route to becoming not only the, the killer, but to becoming what is absolutely toxic masculinity. Uh, absolutely over-the-top obsessed man who will not let his woman, his partner, be with anyone else, know anyone else, see anyone else. That's why what happens to him happens. He kills himself so that she can't be with anyone else. She kills himself so that she can't go back to being with Laurie. He wants to destroy Laurie in her eyes as well. Yeah, I thought he killed himself so that he would, yeah, that she would think Laurie did it. And she would hate on her. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not saying that she wouldn't be with anyone else, I don't think. No, I'm not, no, I'm not necessarily that she's that means she's never going to be with anyone else, but that he drives a massive wedge yeah. between the last remaining relationship that she has. But it comes down to wider themes in life about men, particularly men who are that level of controlling. Because he never he never says or does anything to Alison directly to harm her. He's infatuated with her, but he lets evil ride through his fucking system so much that she has to be part of what he does or nothing. Mm. But I think he knows that she never would, which is why he kills himself at the end as well. I think the plan always was for him to kill himself because when he jumps off that radio um, tower, she's like, you're going to kill yourself. And he said, I'm not interested in immortality. It's like the opposite of Myers. He says the line. Yeah, definitely. Um, He knew he was going to die. I found him very compelling, so watchable, man. I think there's there's definitely a lot to read into from it. I think it... it, like asked a lot of questions and I, I this is again it's those films that the, the discussion is going to be better than the film in my opinion the the faults and the protest behind this film is better than what they put out I don't know because I think it's all on it's all on paper mate I think it's right there yeah, it is. I think so yeah I we're just, not talking I, about some Chekhov drama here <laughs> it's I'm I just we're, we're, we're just discussing what we've seen 
like what we took from it the whole the whole aspect of the scene in the underground where he's trying to get his mask mm. Mm. i saw so many people on twitter and they're like michael could overpower that but they don't realize that michael's old he's broken he's been living there yeah. for like four years he's not eating properly he's not you know of course he could be overpowered he's not mm. he's got he's got obviously his wounds and stuff like that that he's that heal themselves he doesn't go to a hospital or anything does he so no that's what i thought know, that was fantastic this is a yeah a broken man and this kid is just overpowering him just to steal a mask that's it let's but, let's segue to michael then yeah at this moment i think that's so totally believable it's like Halloween yeah, I mean, I get the mask, the mask stealing part, yeah. This, this is the guy interrupting people. Look. I know, if you look at him, he's on rare form again today <laughs> yeah. with this. Oh, what the fuck else? I can't fucking wait three hours, you just add a gap <laughs> a minute later. <laughs> wait three hours for you to add a gap and then minute later. <laughs> don't make any sense. <laughs> what I thought was fantastic is that going back to like Halloween 2018 and the original Halloween, he's just escaped a mental asylum. He's he's clearly been um, like drugged, fed. He's he's at the uh, the height of his abilities, kind of thing. He's ready to go, and now we come to Halloween ends, where he's been for a, a night of terror in his eyes, <laughs> where he's been stabbed, shot, <laughs> and he's like all his. He might have just had that adrenaline right at the end of that last film, just to like take down everyone else. But he's spent yeah. years just living in a sewer and like probably not eating, probably eating rats, probably like he's not he's not looking after himself. And to see him trying his hardest to try and kill that person, uh, yeah. the, the police officer, that was horrible to see. It was horrible to see, to see him like creeping over. He can't even walk properly. Mm. It's fucking great. And it's, it, there was a little bit of that, now I've killed him, I'm getting my kind of, my energy back kind of thing. But, um, that that is one of the scariest yeah, honestly yeah. that is the scariest Michael Myers moment for me in years when yeah. he stabbed him mm. because he, it it gave him pause like he literally fucking paused there mm. and started yeah, breathing like, heavy and trembling shit. that was terrifying man because yeah. do you know why it even though you could connect it like you're saying to some sort of supernatural my powers are coming back thing it was Michael at his most human yeah. in that fucking yeah. moment because it was like the old juices are flowing again. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. It's it's more like this is my adrenaline coming back. Like yeah, and it just shows you that when he comes back to take the mask, he hasn't got his power back. He's still this weak man, this weak old yeah. man. Yeah, and you could mm-hmm. just tackle him. Yeah, I think it's a great. It's it's just a great um, look at what Michael could be when he's like not at his his heights. I think that's great. It's just it's, I think, it's an I think original it's just idea. A great character piece. It's yeah, like it is about a character. It's you know it's. It's depth, it's growth, it's like, it's real. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is. I, I never knew that I wanted that until I saw it in this film. I think maybe I must have thought about it at some point in the past, but I never knew that I needed to see a weak, vulnerable Myers. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. What did you think, Adam? I mean, I kind of get the elements of the size of it, that he's obviously not going to be strong. He's been hiding away. He's been out of the limelight. He's he's on the run, effectively, isn't he? He's kind of... The only person who's looking after him is this homeless guy. Um, that cunt's not looking, he's after, not him. looking after him. Well. He's, he's just sat outside being a hobo. Yeah, but... Give me his mask. He wanted his mask as well, didn't he? He did. Yeah. I'm Michael Myers, yeah. he said. <laughs> but, yeah, I get... I mean, that's... Yeah, that's fine. That's understandable. I just think, at the end... When he died, I would have liked him to have a bit more strength. Mm. 
for for a single I mean, moment uh, for a single moment i when i was watching it, i was like oh my god is that old is that old tramp michael myers <laughs> like i thought actually funnily enough you say that i thought that old tramp was a nick castle originally because oh, okay. he kind of okay. had the aesthetic of it yeah um that first time that would be quite gay though couldn't it if uh, michael yeah, was just walking around with a shopping trolley yeah <laughs> it would be great and no one would know who would know who is seeing no, him with his mask clue. off that's alive they killed exactly. michael martin they had an umbrella <laughs> exactly yeah, he, he, like, he jumped off a out a window <laughs> yeah that fucking town deserved all the evil they got. Exactly. Maybe that's the you know thing, what? right? That um, I think what do people want from a, a Halloween or a slasher in general? When I, I think the reason I liked the 2018 one so much was because you had this really horrific, daunting Michael Myers, but it also goes into the psychology of Laurie thinking that he's she's being hunted her whole life by this this man and i think that's what i really liked about this one and that's why i really like this one because i think that i think halloween kills went a lot just into the slasher vibes again and there was a little mm. bit of psychology about the town but i don't i don't think it it really worked as well with me i didn't i didn't really care about that kind of psychology and it just went up and above with the with the kills whereas this one it's all about the psychology pretty much you're not getting the kills yeah. and i don't think i think that's why people are a bit like no that's not what we came here for it's absolutely it. I can this film more than kills. I can see why people wouldn't like it. That's the thing, mm. and I wouldn't try and argue. Like Adam, you notice that I'm not being passionately defending this film because I can totally get why you would think mm. the way that you think. That's your visceral reaction. I get why you enjoy fine. it. Like I, I'm not shocked that you enjoy this film. I, I, but you could be. But but equally, you could have a lifelong fan. Yeah. Like me, who watches this and goes, that's shit. That is not what I, I was. I was not... When I came out of it, either way, I was like, I'm not going to be shocked if Ben thinks this is the worst film ever because I can see every element of why. And I can see every... I can see the elements of why you would latch onto it and enjoy it. If you gave this film a 10 out of 10 and it's the best Halloween film you've ever seen, then I might be a bit like, okay. But until that point... I, I know you brought that um, bit up about the, the nurse coming out and seeing him um, stabbing the doctor. I loved how yeah. they framed that, where you don't even realise at first, but you just see the shadows moving in the background. Yeah. I think that's mm -hmm. a horrendous little look. And then just to see Michael appear as well when he, she runs back into the room. Fucking well, no, really well that, played. <clears throat> that scene is that that knife is long enough for her to be pinned against the wall. But when Michael was stabbing the other guy with the same, the old cop boyfriend with the same knife, it wasn't long enough to penetrate his body and hit Corey. Remember, don't you remember, Adam, that he was super fucking weak at that point? So yeah, he probably wasn't swinging it with full force. He's stabbing it and through And he had him. nothing to pin him against he's either. Stabbing it. Yeah, but he could have pinned him into Corey. Corey would have been stabbed through the other side of it. He pushed the nurse up against the wall and then stabbed the knife in a downward moment, downward uh, trajectory. Like, uh, is it overhand? Yeah, overhand stabbing motion rather than underhand. When he was stabbing the cop in the sewer, he was going underhand, which is weaker anyway. <laughs> That's physics, like, bro. It's like boxing. <laughs> That's physics. Um, the Michael, first time we see Michael when he grabs um, Corey around the neck mm. down there, mm -hmm. I, was, I was thrilled to see him, uh, obviously. Then we get a scene. I want to see what you boys thought about this scene where we suddenly see very lots of flashback cuts from Corey's point of view to oh, moments yes. in his life. That. And then Corey runs. What do you make of that scene? What do you, how do you interpret it? 
I, I see it as this is this is Michael's vision. He's almost like yeah. it's, it's not really it's not really saying he's seeing his memories, but it's saying he can he see familiarity in this this boy. Yeah, yeah he's seen something he likes in it, and he thinks you're evil. You're more evil than I am. Almost, he's scared of the. He's scared of how evil the guy is. Or in, he's in, in awe, of, in awe of it. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not scared of him. He sees him. Mm. He definitely sees him in that moment, and and realizes that uh, there is something to him that should be let go. I. This is what I appreciate about this film. It treads the line very carefully again between is Michael Myers a man, mm-hmm. or is there something more? It doesn't definitively. Yeah say he's more mm-hmm. but you have to think well given certain things he is more i think he is more he's superhuman is what he is in some way not in a science fiction here's the explanation why way there is something the evil that is inside him transcends his humanity mm-hmm. that's for michael why he is able to outlast things that regular mortal men wouldn't be able to and in that moment i don't think that those all those flashes that we see i don't think that's michael seeing them no no, no. i think that is Corey suddenly having those flashes in that moment and that 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 moment becomes a transition moment for him because that's kind of what makes him snap he suddenly like the nature quote says stare into the abyss the abyss looks back into you that's what it was in that moment mm-hmm. he saw yeah. he saw a monster the monster saw him and he comes out changed but not fully at that point he's it it's gradual that's why i want to say to you adam when you said oh, suddenly he's a psycho but he's not he's gone through all of that stuff then he encounters michael and then there's a period before he goes michael, he's in almost in awe of him he's like i can be you like that's what it feels like yeah it's, and, it, and it doesn't even it's not like he kills he's it's almost like self-defense in the first kill as well yeah i wouldn't count that as a mm. like a yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's an unlucky guy. Two kills, and he didn't intend to do either of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's, and then it's almost. Path. I can imagine. Imagine going through your life thinking, "Is that what I am? Is this why? Is this my calling? Is this why? Yeah, I, why yeah. I'm brought on this earth for?" And then I'm literally face to face with a guy who who this is his day to day, just going around killing yeah. people, and he let me yeah. go. Yeah, and he says yeah. to Alison later, "Did." Uh, did you escape from Michael yeah. Myers or did he let you go? Because he's trying to understand the difference between... I was like, this between. is interesting shit. Like, if she suddenly came out and was, was with him a bit more, I would I completely have got that, but they didn't go that Here's way. Here's one thing I'll agree with you on, Adam, and I do think if they'd plotted it a little more, this would have maybe worked better. I would have liked Corey to have been a character established in Halloween 2018. A background yes, character, I maybe, agree. who came to yeah. the forefront a little more in kills. Mm. Well, you think they just... The whole... Put any like you don't know anything about him, and suddenly now he's as evil as Mike Myers. Is a bit of a Michael Myers, but I, oh, I wouldn't say that he is as evil. It's not whatever, mate. You will call him Michael Myers. I'm telling you that. <laughs> so help me God, you will call him Michael Myers. <laughs> he isn't as evil as Michael Myers. It's a different kind of. It's a different shape, as Laurie says. Yeah, he's been mentally trodden, trodden on, and it's took him to this this place. Well, Laurie says when um. When uh, she's in a in a very corny fucking scene, I'll admit it. When he wakes up in the house and she's there on the chair, rocking on the chair, and she starts talking to him, and she says something like, "There's there's two types two types of evil in this world. One is external to the pack, and the other is internal, like a disease." I think the internal, like a disease, is uh, 
Corey, and I think the external is Michael Myers. Michael Myers' evil is how it made the whole town respond to it, this external force. The internal evil being inside Corey, because she says, you don't even know you have it. Mm -hmm. You may not even know you have it, which he didn't. It's like all of these things had to keep having happening to him to prompt it. And by the way, when she said that, I was like, this is your COVID reference. Yeah. Because <laughs> remember when Blumhouse made this big deal about it was going to have some relevance to COVID? I was like, you've clearly cut loads of it out. Mm. Gratefully, I'm glad they did. Yeah. Yeah, but too. I think that little line, it's a disease. You don't even know you have it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Blumhouse, I love the new crates for Blumhouse. Oh, yeah, me too. They were good. I really enjoyed it. The new, like, um, the the logo, like the the sting. Oh, with Michael standing outside. Yeah, and it's all like, it's loads of different um, horror icons all in there. Oh, I only clicked that it was Michael out in the woods. Can't remember who else was in it, but yeah. It was a nice little touch. I liked it. Yeah, Back me to too. the film. <laughs> you know what, you know what an interesting character bit I thought is when um, Corey is sleeping in that house and he sleeps on the stain where the blood was. Yes, he does. Mm. Horrendous. He sleeps yeah. where the boy fell. Almost like his genesis. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's basically, you know, Michael Myers looking out the window into the town. This yeah. is Corey's, this is Corey's area. Yeah. This is where he comes back to. Yeah, it's a good shout. Um, the next time you see Michael, he lures the cop and Michael has the scene. But here's something. What, before Michael appears in that scene, mm. the cop is flashing his flashlight around and he's like, what the fuck is that? And his flashlight beam falls on a carving of a face in the wall. I didn't notice that because I heard him say that, but I didn't it's see very it. very brief. I thought he was looking at the tent. I, it's Michael Myers. It's his mask. Oh. And I think... He likes I to think, look at himself. Yes, exactly. Mm. Isn't that... That's a beautiful little touch, I think. Mm. The fact that he used to like to go up to that window and just stare and look back at himself. Now he can't do that. So he carves himself in there. That's Very fucking cool. creepy too, man. I was distracted by... Because literally he turns to look at that. You see him in the background in the shadows. I was yeah. distracted yeah. by that. But, um... Yeah... Yeah, it's very good. I'm definitely going to have to watch it again, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely do. It's, I mean, it's for me, it was worth loads of them. I also liked before Corey went over the wall when those bullies were talking to him, who I hated, by the way, the acting. Um, but the bullies, before they did that, there was that billboard by the bridge that said missing. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, that's one of the many people that Myers has clearly dragged into the sewers at some point. Yeah, yeah I yeah. quite yeah. like that. I thought they would have done a little bit more like, on the background scene to that. Mm. there's a nice little subtle touch isn't it mm. it's part of the town isn't it like people are going missing all over the place and weird things are happening and it's not you know it's, I agree. it's funny because it's the same kind of contrast parallel that the town generates evil and all that stuff but it, it, it's exactly the same as what happens to the town in it it is very like it mm. yeah you know it's it's bad things happen here because that's where the energy is yes yeah. And Pennywise was under the bridge in exactly, in the book, yes, at least. Was. I can't remember if mm. in the film. In the sewers. In, in the, the sewers. sewers. And Stephen King was a big fan of this, uh, by the way. I don't know if you saw his tweet. So, Yes, I did. You, but Stephen Pennywise, King business. That, that's a crossover that I could get on board with, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I agree with you about the... Um, they should have set Corey up a bit earlier. Because I think that's... That's what makes this quite beautiful is that if they did plot it earlier and he's just a background character, 
It's the fact yeah. that it could just happen to anyone. This is an event that could just happen to you. It's just an accident. It's a freak accident. And yeah, suddenly yeah. your life is just t- totally changed, changed of it forever. You can never go back. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a fascinating thing. It's a fascinating thing because we're dealing with the topic of cancel culture in a, in its most base form. Here's a, here's a criticism, but also a compliment, I would say, about David Gordon Green and, and these filmmakers. In all of these Halloween films, they like to deal with themes, clearly. Mm. They don't do it well enough for it to be like a really great insight into cancel culture and trauma and stuff like that. I don't think they do it well enough, but I don't need them to do that in a Halloween film. But 100% in this they're dealing with cancel culture with that cunt and it's very refreshing i would say that what we're seeing rather than someone who's done something facing cancel culture it's someone who actually is innocent facing cancel mm, culture yeah. and what that then what does, does to them, them mm. that's a real real interesting thing evil was created by the town you know halloween kills this is what i realized now when they will chart in evil dies tonight throughout that film evil did die that night all those townspeople died mm. yeah that's they were evil they were evil not because of what they did to Myers but what they did they when they went into that mob mentality yeah his evil did transfer to them like you said Paul like his presence changes those people it changes the townsfolk mm. and it made them evil his evil was contagious in that way in that moment they that they killed that fucking innocent man yeah absolutely and then they just project yeah it's almost a little bit like um Man takes a drink, drink takes a drink, and drink takes the man. This uh, like that, yeah. evil was born, and it's transferred onto the town, and the town creates the evil in the in. Yeah, Corey. And then we don't really see, apart from when he does the kills the nurse in. We see Michael once more before the finale, which is when he's watching Laurie, who is watching Corey and Allison in the house, mm. in yeah. a sort of replica shot from seventy eight. Yeah, which was a yeah, nice touch. Yeah, yeah. There's a theory about that scene, which I'll come back to at the end. What about him watching um, her? Just about what's going on in that scene. Okay. Oh, fuck it. Let's just talk about it now. There Go is a theory which I don't subscribe to, but people are like, oh, how could this world continue in some way? The idea being that Corey is having sex with Alison there, so his spawn is in Alison, and because Michael touched Corey the evil is in Alison, so her leaving that town at the end of the film suggests that in the future. Her taking it with her. Oh, bore off. Yeah. I think, I that's, that's, I think that's the difference. It's, de- it's order how you read into it. What It's it, not that kind of film, is it? No, what is Michael? Is Michael pure? Is he like the embodiment of evil? And can he transfer his evilness into people? I don't see it as that. I just feel like it is more um, Corey empathizing a little bit with michael and he's kind of created that way i don't think he's he's all out evil from when he was born unlike michael was no he's it, well, even even still michael was created by his surroundings was created by his family if you want to go the rob zombie route um no we definitely <laughs> don't want to go that route i think people are taking that from obviously when jamie touched michael in halloween 4 at the end and then mm. she murders her parents after mm, yeah that's yeah, where people oh man, are getting that right. theory from. Mm. You are fucking right. Do you know what? This movie had so many callbacks to other ones in a subway yeah, like that. More, I didn't even more, occur more, that one. Definitely. Fuck, yeah, exactly. That's that Corey scene. It is like the transference of something there. 
And it's such a it's such a great shot. The fact that he's like inside a wall, he's like in a crack mm. between like yeah. sandwiched in two walls. It's just such <laughs> yeah. a, like what is going on? He's just like this hermit. He's like this wounded this hermit, animal that's yeah, had to run away, hiding in the cracks of a wall. Yeah, but almost like, but not out of fear himself. Just this this thing of I need to I need to recover. I'm wounded. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm hurt. Broken. And that's what I love about that ending. Now it's kind of like it pleases both sides. I loved kills because of how he was like. I'm up and I'm ready for action after that beatdown. I was like, fuck yeah, I am all in. But equally, I'm all in for him getting the adrenaline through that, feeding off their anger, their hate, slashing them all out. But then after he kills um, Laurie's daughter, being like, fuck, I'm I'm hurt bad. Yeah, Yeah, I need to to go. I'm bleeding out. (laughs) Did you watch this film with anyone else? Did you watch it? Both times with Jenny, didn't you, Ben? No, for only the first time I was with. Okay, what did what did Jenny tell on it? She liked it. She she was a, a fan of it. She saw the criticism as well. Like the first time I came out, I had a lot more criticisms than I now do. Okay. Mm. Uh, so we were talking about. Funnily enough, I was first. The first things I was talking about were all the things that I didn't like about it. Um, but as time has passed, that's gone. Got to work like away through I those. Not stop thinking about it. Hey, got to work away through them. That's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I know. Mm. That's why I say when this film sat with me a little bit, like afterwards, like I had to think yeah. about it properly and process it. That's what makes it's the film sp- great, it's right? So it's so fucking unexpected for a Halloween film to come out. This is what brings me so much joy about this one is that I was not expecting this. I was not expecting to be thinking about it in this way. Look at the discourse it's created. That's fantastic. You could have put three generic banal entries into this series the people who are criticizing this let me say a word about these fuckos the people who are actively (laughs) criticizing this let me tell you one thing number one the people who criticize it are not the people who care about this franchise for the most part anyway number two the people who criticize throwing michael myers the, the death that he gets at the end are exactly the kind of people who in all previous films would have gone why have they just left him there why don't they just blow him up or throw him into yeah. space well they did i it. think it's, the, it's, make the, you happy. it's the what you call it around the death though in my opinion it's the um the procession yeah that kind of element i love that corniness it was corny but i loved it because it's symbolic in this film yeah, it's when it's when um, the cop says like, um, "This isn't how we do." The one was like, "This isn't how we do it." And he goes, "This is how we do it tonight." Oh, I love it. I thought it was fucking great. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, it's like showing people he's dead. This, this, the, you know. This, yeah, this whole town it means something. This town. They're healing exactly. I know. But exactly. Let's do this together. It was very corny. Corny, but when when have you seen that in uh, another horror movie? When have you seen a horror movie where? everyone comes together to destroy the monster in that way mm. everyone and like the kid was there from 2018 one yeah i know yeah yeah there was all those little, little boys babysitter quiet. when michael myers skull crushed i was like fuck this is it and this is the thing if you told me before the film michael myers dies at the end i would be like yeah but they'll just bring him back yeah they'll yeah. bring him back yeah. when you see that it's like he ain't coming back yeah. from no. that absolutely that said there is nothing more final and more satisfying than Jamie Lee swinging an axe through his neck and chopping his head off at the end of H2O. That is the yes. most satisfying ending of any <laughs> Halloween is. film for and me. And then it's just ruined straight after. <laughs> yeah. Straight after, retcons. Yeah. Ruined. How can I'm they really retcon this one? <laughs> I know. The only thing I can think is Terminator 2, T-1000, liquid oh, metal. Yeah, yeah. Liquid nitrogen, sorry. Spilling all over that graveyard. I think the death itself was a bit... I don't know. I, I loved it. 
it, it wasn't this big bombastic thing. It was just like very beautiful. This has cut his wrists. I agree. It's like I think yeah, it would be cool if she threw him into the compact with the big like in death. Like no, too bombastic. Yeah. I really I like it. that it had to be a, it was a very aware of itself at that point it was like we've slit him like we we are viscerally slicing this old man up now and trigger warning folks the attention to detail that the way she slit his wrist is the way that you should do it in order to bleed out mm-hmm. yeah th- that yep. is attention to detail mm. and like her monologue at the end you know I've chased you, I've hid from you, it was just yeah, perfect. Were you kind of sad seeing Michael just get his, like, just being slit for his wrists? Not at all. No? It's a bit like... His man's he's a monster. <laughs> man is a monster. I felt a little bit like, oh, he's going. We're leaving, he's leaving us. I was glad to be uh, there at the end. Uh, before this, my fucking God, let me tell you, I have... The, Okay, number one most badass moment in the whole of H- uh, of Halloween franchise, Jamie Lee Curtis slicing his head off. Number two, did you really think I would kill myself? Bang, bang, yes. fucking amazing. Yes. Even though they spoilt that in the trailer, Yes! Even though they spoilt it. It was a well-cut-together trailer, though. It was cut together well. When she, when she obviously shot herself, I was like, that's pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> But I did did for a minute there think, like, when she called and said there's been a suicide, I was disappointed with the filmmakers because I was like, you've done all this work with Laurie to to make this how her character goes just because of that interaction with Corey. What you have in this film when all is said and done is absolute power to Laurie Strode. She is fucking stronger than ever in this film Mm. because she has been through all of that shit four years ago with her daughter dying as well. 40 years previous, she let it consume her. Now, she realises that that's not the case. I've seen a lot of criticisms that say for 40 years she was ready for Michael Myers. Now, she knows Michael Myers is out there and she's let her guard down. She hasn't. She's just trying to live. That's why both times, when Corey comes at her and when Michael comes at her, both times, she's essentially saying, do it, do it. As in, if you're going to kill me, kill me because I'm not going to try some trick to get out of it. Mm. The trailer for the film should have been her speech at the beginning. That speech straight off the credits when she's talking about how she's settled. That should have just been the trailer for the film. And then I would have been excited for the film. I think they, I think the way they played it was even better because it ca- you came to a film that was not anything like that trailer. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. shots in the trailer that are not used. I feel like if I saw that as a trailer... You I didn't see that first initial no, teaser I trailer. Any, the I, don't watch, I don't watch any of them. Half the footage wasn't even in there. In yeah, the actual half film. Of it, yeah. Yeah, it was him walking up his his uh, first person view, walking through the house, and then walking up to the door. Yeah, yes, it was. Yes, you're right. Uh, there's a nice moment in the um, uh, supermarket when Laurie encounters Frank. He's ordering ground <laughs> chuck. It's all minced meat. It's a nice bit Are of foreshadowing for the ending. The yes. <laughs> What'd you say, Scott? The song that's uh, playing on the supermarket. Oh, well spotted. Yes. Thank on you. the Muzak. What's playing? Oh, don't yes. hear the Reaper, isn't it? Don't hear. Feel don't the, fear the Reaper. <laughs> What's it called? Don't, don't fear. fear the Reaper. What's the song called? Yeah. Don't fear the Reaper. Yeah. I was spotted. Although at one point I felt like I was watching like with Laurie and Frank like a this awkward rom com, like I wanted so her to be happy. Got to give or something. 
<laughs> yeah, I wanted her to be happy. And also, the way that I read how Laurie was being in this film, particularly for the first third, first half, she was the Laurie that was robbed from her because of Michael Myers. She was teenage mm-hmm. Laurie, yeah. it felt, yeah. for the first time since. Like, all her twiddling her hair, twiddling the way she carried hair. herself. Yes, notice that straight away. Yeah. I mean, she she looked beautiful in this one as well. Mm. There's that thing about you have to... How how long can you go on just worrying about this man out there? It's exactly. like she's done the, it long enough. 40 years and her daughter died. The only way forward was to work through her demons and, and just protect her granddaughter. Work through the, the demons, writing a book, confronting it. And that that's kind of what she said as well. You can either shut it out or you can face it head on. And that's what she was kind of choosing to do there. It was like, I'm facing it. This happened. I'm, write, I'm writing this book. It's tell all. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that you know all those people who were like you tease that man you brought him here it's like it's victim blaming man like when a survivor is trying to tell their story and then people are like oh you probably led him on you why why were you putting yourself in that position why were you going into that hotel room yeah it's broad fucking strokes that's why it's all very clumsy but this is the David Gordon Green way I've realised it's taken three films for me to get the measure of his <laughs> style in it and yeah. it's I'm there for it and half the thing is that. That was the the vision that uh, Laurie had in the first 2018 one, is that she hit, Michael was out to get her. This is all about her. Yeah. And that's yeah. what the victims are saying to her in this one. It's like, it's your fault. It's your, and she's like, no, she's already moved past that. It's not yeah, about her anymore. It. It's about destroying this monster that's, that's plagued this whole town. Yeah. It's everyone. It's not just her. Yeah. No. And the, the, yeah, exactly. I was very surprised that that neighbour survived the fluorescent tube. Oh in the my neck god, me too. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not too sure that would uh, happen, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's the most unbelievable thing in the whole three films, I'd say. But I mean, she she was stabbed in the neck and survived, and then Corey stabbed himself in the neck and survived. Where are these people like? Now imagine Corey survived. I mean, he wouldn't because I was there would have been a body bag there. I was half expecting him to be alive at the end of it in some capacity. Didn't it, didn't Michael kill him? Yeah, Michael, yeah, Michael killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so he like, got stabbed in the neck. It's he... somehow yeah. just like he's a little bit breathing or like those twinging fingers. I was like, do you know what's cool about Michael killing Corey? Is that both both of them, Michael and Laurie, teamed up for one kill. Laurie shot him, and Michael snapped his neck. And Corey stabbed himself. So three people killed Corey. They were all working in harmony together. Mm, mm, yeah. Again, with the whole thing about um, it's not necessarily Michael always after Laurie. He followed Corey. Yeah. That's to right. Laurie's house. He didn't know where she lived. So it's in no. her house. No, exactly. Michael probably walked in and went, oh, not her again. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I know. Why do I keep bumping into this bitch? <laughs> Who is this woman? I've I don't said even remember. Her. For God's sake, I don't want to date you, <laughs> oh, man. Um, and that the, the battle in the kitchen. I've got to say, as usual, it's always hard to believe in any of the Halloween films when, after we see the strength of Michael Myers, one person is always able to fight him off a bit better than everyone else can. However, in the context of this scene where he is fucking weakened, mm. I bought it. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Hang on, how yeah, is she too. overpowering him?" And I'm like, "Hang on, this man is weak." Mm. Yeah. He is down. He's on his last legs anyway here. Yeah. And she is working on adrenaline. She's ready for it Absolutely. this time. Yeah. Absolutely. Isn't there, a, this moment. isn't there a thing that Michael Myers can't die? 
So this is what's interesting is that Malik yes. Akkad, who's the, the one who owns the rights to the Halloween franchise, has a clause that you cannot kill off Michael Myers. So I don't know how he's negotiated this with David Gordon Green. The only thing I know is that he is dead in this in the, in this series of films. Timeline. They'll bring Michael back in a new timeline. There's already been like four or five Halloween timelines, so there will just be a new one. That's how Michael will be back. Michael but Myers in space. Well, you know, see, there's a thing. Michael Myers in... Uh, J- Jason X, right? was a big, wide curveball of a film for the Friday the 13th uh, films, and people love it. I think people will do the same with this film eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or Michael Myers Goes West. <laughs> what? With a cowboy hat and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Riding the horse. so cool. Uh, here is the funniest moment that should have happened in this film but didn't. There is a hard cut after Corey and Michael kill the doctor and the nurse to Corey riding his motorcycle with someone on the back. I was so oh convinced God, yeah. for a minute that was going to be Michael <laughs> Myers. Imagine. <laughs> In fact, I've seen a picture of it superimposed and it was, yeah, it was literally so well. funny. <laughs> it's the way that they cut because they cut immediately from the like killing leaving the scene. when the two of them together, yeah. <laughs> Opportunity missed. Allison. Missed opportunity if you ask me, man. Missed off a fucking tunity. Him holding on um, to his waist. <laughs> I have a question for you. Go ahead. Yeah. The radio presenter's death. Oh, okay. yeah. that was cool. That's cool death. I thought mm-hmm. it was. I don't know. I I didn't really like it that much. I I agree. I didn't. I like the tongue bouncing across the thing. That was nah. It was too much. It was over the top, but it was. Yeah. A, I think it was well done in a nice way. I think, like we've, I think we've established why Adam likes slasher films, what he wants out of his slasher yeah. films. He wanted silly slasher fun. He didn't want something that like changed the direction of it. Adam, you just need to go back and watch like Halloween Resurrection with Buster Rhymes. You'll have a whale of a time, mate. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was a memorable death. <laughs> Either that, or, I mean, that and the blowtorch, even though you didn't see anything. Well, see, the blowtorch one I liked because that was good that they they didn't really show something. It was even more effective that you didn't see the flame hitting his flesh and burning it off. I liked that one. Especially while the girl's under the thing trapped watching. Yeah. I thought he was going to let her go because she she was the the only one who was kind of nice and was trying to avoid it. But it's like, well, guilty by association. All right. So these kids are one of my big problems with the film. Yeah. Generic. On paper, it is woke diversity gone mad mixture of kids who would never in a million years be hanging around with each other but somehow not only are all hanging around with each other they're also bullying someone older than them together i had a big problem with that i assume that he was wearing a jock jacket just because it was like halloween no because they were all in a marching band they mentioned being in a marching band the drum sticks i mean the marching band surely that's nothing to shout about I know. <laughs> You're really cool. I just didn't buy. I didn't buy them. I didn't like them. Basically, all of the uh, fringe characters in this film were horrible. The doctor yeah. and the nurse, appalling people. They obviously were written for you to dislike. I just don't like characters in the film like that at all because they're just horrendous to see. Mm. I don't want to see the sleazy doctor with his bitch receptionist. I don't want to say that. about the receptionist. Yeah, like how how much she. Like, it reminded me of Sam Michelle Geller so much. <laughs> she was a little similar. Honestly, like, I was like, that would have been a perfect cameo right there. Right they are a little bit like, just generic, generic uh, slasher fodder. They're just, they're just like, 
kill kills aren't they that's it mm. yeah. yeah i mean i would have liked but you know we had big john and little john in kills which when i rewatched that last weekend i was like fuck man these are some iconic halloween characters now big john and little john are absolutely iconic and then you who's who's the new characters that you feel bad about being killed in this you don't i think everyone who dies in this is a bad person <laughs> mm. yeah yeah i feel more sympathy for fucking cory than those bullies yeah right and so your point, Adam, that, that, uh, sorry, Scott. Well, actually, what do you think of it? That DJ death? I enjoyed it. Um, but I think the tongue on the record was a bit stupid. It w- it was, but I mean, it's a cool effect in another movie. Like if it's evil dead something. Mm, cartoonish yeah. it was. And the reason that it stuck out for me and I didn't like it so much is it's, you're not Michael Myers, Corey. It's not. I, I'm cool with you wearing his mask and going around killing people, but you aren't that strong. You shouldn't be able to smash that DJ's face in so that his tongue is hanging out of his jaw because you smashed him in so much. Like, you're scrawny compared to that DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I had a bit of a problem with that. There's, I also had a problem with Corey stomping on the girl under the fence. It's like Michael can stomp. I don't think you can stomp and split someone's head open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only Michael yeah. can do the stomping. <laughs> That's true. Michael's the stomper. Even in this one, as we saw, he couldn't stomp. He put his boot on Laurie's neck, and that was all he could do. He's weakened Weak. in the kitchen. Weak. He was weakened. He was down and browbeating, but fuck me for for, every, for everything. He was still Michael Myers terrifying to me. Um, you know, you said that, sorry, quick uh, detour about uh, Michael being in this more than he was in Halloween 78. For Laurie as well, she was in 29 minutes and 51 seconds of this film. In the original Halloween, she was in 32 minutes and 14 seconds. So she's only in this a couple minutes less than mm-hmm. the original as well. Yeah. So all those people saying, oh, Corey in it so much and stuff. you got just as much fucking Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Especially because you didn't get hardly any Jamie in Kills. I no. think her screen time was like 9%. Yeah, the, the lowest... You've seen the exact the same tweet below, I have, haven't yeah. you? The lowest uh, screen time she ever had was Resurrection. Good, because she had to get out she, of there. Yeah, yeah, she had to be in and out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in and out and get me the fuck out of this franchise, she said. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, she was struggling with her drink problem and stuff then, wasn't she? In real life, so she wanted to out. Was she in real life, was she? Yes, that's, well, that's why she didn't want to do any more. She wants to focus on herself. Oh, good. Yeah, I talking about um, Corey, and I, I, f- I feel like maybe he should have been a little more sloppy if they wanted to show that he's this mm. guy, like, mm. trying to impersonate Michael or try and go the direction he wants to go. He was, he was, too, it, it was too easy for him. It was just like, snap, we're, we're watching yeah. Michael Myers again. Yeah. I feel that, yeah. Yeah, where it should have been like, he he should at least been been pinned or they should have had a little bit of a tussle before actually killing someone. Which would have, which would have been like, been good if you introduced him other films ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so you can see the build up. Mm. Yeah. It would have added a little bit more, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Have you guys seen Christine? No. John Carpenter film? Yes. I read the book. So in the film of Christine, um, there's a kid called Arnie Cunningham. And this this one. 
And this guy's called Corey Cunningham, and he is a kid who's bullied like Corey, bit of a loser, bit of a nobody. Then he one day he finds this car, and the car, in typical Stephen King fashion as well, starts killing people and whatnot. But then towards the end of the film, you realise that, it, that, yes, it has been the car, but Corey's always been in the driving seat as well. And it's how this contact with this car sort of corrupted him and made him evil. Mm. There's so many parallels with this fucking film. It's almost like the filmmakers were like, let's also do John Carpenter's Christine as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Agreed. It's all set set at a junkyard. Uh, the car gets chewed up in the grinder like Myers does as well. I think Michael Myers is the car in the parallel. Yeah. He's driving him forward. Yeah. Creating the monster. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Evil feeding off evil. Mm. Don't start that chant, McCarthy. <laughs> I know, but you know, th- you know. Funny you should say that. I feel like they listened to people's criticisms and were like, "Let's try and not do anything corny or try and put in any hu- humor in this film." There was a tiny bit of humor, but not much. Yeah, and I was glad of that. I was glad because the humor has never really worked for me in the previous two. No, yeah. and I think the only humor, if you call it humor, you had was the awkward between awkwardness between Laurie and Frank you know that cute little stumbling around yeah. like but again that's real it's not it's kind of real how how they would be because they've not been romantic yet they've not been romantic before so no and that's what you're in I for was... right you you want at the end of the day you want Laurie to be able to move on with her life not having this monster at her back and that's it moving on finding yeah. love and it's someone obviously that a point... she can share and talk to it with like someone who's been through the same experience exactly this is what um, her granddaughter was trying to do move on with someone who've been in similar similar circumstances mm-hmm. but it just didn't work yeah. out like that for her yeah I like that she gets that redemption as, as a horror fan you want Michael Myers to live on you want the horror but when you've invested so much time in, in the series particularly yeah. when you've got your original girl there the, the, the final girl she was the fucking final girl in this film. She was yeah. still standing. She beat the monster at the end. And uh, I was very happy with it. Yeah, me too. To be honest, though, I, saw, I kept seeing, you know, the um, shredder at the junkyard. Mm. We kept seeing it quite a lot. Yes. yes. And I, was like, I felt like, oh, God, someone's going to die in there, aren't Someone's <laughs> going to die in that, yeah. It was Chekhov <laughs> shredder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chekhov was always there with his things. Lovely. I I'm not ashamed to admit I had tears in my eyes at the end when Frank comes on the stoop with Laurie. Oh, great! It's oh. like, and she says to him, "Now about those cherry blossoms, it's like beautiful, man. Mm. Yeah, mm. you you to do it because you know what? Here's never. And here's another great bloody thing about this film: roles are reversed here. Laurie goes through all this terrible stuff throughout this film, and at the end, the man is there as redemption for her, saying, "You want to go and see the cherry blossoms?" In another film you would normally have the girl just being on the side, being the hope at the end. Like mm. the man yeah. goes through a bunch of shit, then goes off with the girl. It's not that way. In this one, Frank is standing by to be there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Another film to be dead. Make it. <laughs> I mean, he fucking beat the Reaper as well, didn't he? Like I thought he was dead at the end of Halloween. Mm. Mm. It's all very, I think it's a very cathartic ending. Just like, yeah, it is just like the slicing of the wrists. The uh, just them all carrying Michael over the crowd. I think it's just a mm, wonderful thing. Obviously, the crushing is not as cathartic. <laughs> no, maybe not. But the whole like um, 
the bit with Laurie like slicing his neck and then his wrist. It was actually quite beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it was so close quarters. Absolutely. It, was, it, it's really so, well it works so much more than, than a big, as I say, a big bombastic death for him. I didn't need that. No, me neither. No. And it just came down to that, as Lindsay said earlier in the film, the death card is about change for the end of one stage and the beginning of another. That's what it was. It was Michael's time as the evil in Haddonfield has come to an end. There will be a new boogeyman yes. or a new evil that will permeate the town. But I think the town heals and it will be another town's time mm-hmm. to meet the Reaper because Haddonfield's had its fair share. Yes, All that's left so. is just a mask left on a coffee table. Mask left on a coffee table. I mean, you could also read that as... It's not over. It ain't over. I, I, I saw it as this is my fucking war trophy. wound. My trophy. trophy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. definitely. Did you stay to the end of the credits, boys? I asked Paul, we didn't. No, I didn't, because I felt it was creepy enough being in there on my own. No, I didn't want to stay <laughs> <laughs> Was there something I mean, there wasn't anything at the end, but we waited. I said to Jamie, you you've got to wait breed, just in case. That's the marvel in your veins coming out, Ben. No, because at the end of Halloween 2018, he was breathing at the end. But I thought, if there is something, I wasn't already, I wasn't, I didn't know how I'd feel about it, regardless of what it was going to be. Because if you showed anything after the credits, it's like, it lives. Yeah. So yeah. by not having it, yeah. it's like, it ends, it ends. I mean, it would have done it a disservice if they did that. Yeah, yeah they just given him that fucking midnight procession to the grinder. They chewed Michael Myers up into a billion fucking pieces. And it's funny because they put the title of the film on and then they remove Halloween, don't they? And it just yeah, says it just ends. ends. Yeah, ends. It's nothing like the Meg. It says Finn. No, fuck <laughs> that. For God's sake. <laughs> oh, I mean, Lord. I still feel like there's so much I want to say, but I, I just don't want to keep retreading over... Oh, ground. Um, you chat over a pint, Ben, when, you, when you're better. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 absolutely. Just see it or again. 20. <laughs> I would like to see it again before it finishes, actually. Yeah, I mean, this could be the last time we'll see a Michael Myers on the big screen for a long time. Yes. I mean, I really don't know why they would bother. Uh, I'm not sure another. how they would... What, what, how, how could you see it returning? I wouldn't want it to. I mean, I'd obviously watch it, but I wouldn't want it to. Mm. I just don't see how you can go up from here because you've you've upheld the integrity of the original characters so well. You've given yes, them a true. definitive arc. You've made Michael Myers scary again for the first time since Halloween 4. I don't know. But the, th- the thing really is, don't. you know, it's that fans, in quotation marks, would say this is not the ending we wanted. Oh, well, well yeah, of course. Mm. So, um, they would ease if they actually brought a new one out. People would be like, "Hell yeah, we want this to end properly now." Oh, it goes back to that whole discussion last week, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. I think it would end up as a straight-to-streaming type mm. TV yeah. movie aesthetic version, which would just undo everything. Like for me, I'm happy to leave it here. To be honest, I would happily never see another one again. But if they make one, I will see it. The only way I can see it coming back is if it's recreated, rebooted. Not carrying on from where they are now. As in remade completely? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they couldn't carry him on from here. Mm-hmm. As in, this timeline ends. Yeah. It has to. Yeah. I also like that they were watching The Thing. John Carpenter's The yes. Thing yes. in this. John Carpenter's and the in thing 78, they were watching the original thing. And the other thing that was nice about that is that it's like, you know John Carpenter, who you love so much, who did Halloween? Well, his thing is a remake. And this is yeah. a reimagining of his film. So don't be hard on us because you fucking loved him doing 78. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay Doyle was completely fucking pointless as a character, sadly. She need not be in this at all. No, she's just bar. townsfolk, wasn't she? Behind the bar yeah. and pulling tarot cards. I didn't she think they'd use cards? her again for... Yeah. Yes. I don't remember. She pulled the, the death, death card, card for Alison. Oh. And she was like, she'd all of a sudden become all gothic and stuff behind yeah, the bar and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a really bad scene. Let me talk about some of the other bad stuff. The dad... Like, I want you to meet someone. And then talking to the dad of the kid that had died, I'm like, this is hokey. I don't need this. Yeah, yeah. I like what he said, though. When he pulled over, he saw Corey, but he didn't see Corey. Yes. He saw something else. I appreciated that. But I, I also see that as to him, another person just fueling that that fire. Hatred. For just turning yeah. against someone who, what is he doing? He's minding everyone's business. He might have started killing people, but at that moment he didn't. Yeah. yeah, he's just filming fire for someone yeah. who's been downtrodden on, and he just, of course, he's going to look like that because everyone's fucking saying you're a child killer, and he killed a child yeah. <laughs> by accident. Yeah, yes, and he's got cuts all over his face. So and... cut him a fucking break. <laughs> yes, I agree. And I think you're you're right, Scott. Like some the line that he's saying there is is quite good. I think the problem with this whole trilogy actually is. They are. I like I, the stories and the directions they've gone with them have been great. I think, generally speaking, I think they have a problem writing good dialogue. Some of the dialogue is good, but a lot of the time it's a little clunky and a little hokey yeah. across the way. In this one, less than the other films. But Laurie saying lines in the last one, like "the more he kills, the more he transcends" and stuff like that, it's a bit like mm, people don't really talk like that, you know. Mm. Like, Dr. Loomis would talk like that, but you haven't got Loomis anymore. Mm. Loomis was quotable as fuck. The minute you lost Loomis from this franchise, you removed any sort of leeway for ridiculous dialogue, as far as I'm concerned. He comes out of the Shakespearean shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Six bodies. Sheriff, that's what I've seen between here and Richmond, a filling station in flames. <laughs> I tell you, Michael Myers is here in this town. He's here to kill that little girl and anyone who gets in his way. All right, Loomis, if what you're telling me is true, it's true, Sheriff. All right, all right. What can we do about it? What a poet. <laughs> hurt myself doing that. I bet you did. <laughs> I did, so I've hurt the front. My stomach's aching there. Oh, no. Is it time? Well, hang on a minute can here. I, can I just say how, how like, the energy, of it, it does feel like we're putting... We're carrying Michael Myers over our heads into the grinder through this whole episode. <laughs> it does. Oh, no. it like, does. We're right. all very solemn and like, this is the end. Who's Michael Myers? We're all finally of us. putting this to bed. <laughs> I know. Holy shit, Adam said Michael Myers. Oh my. It's well only because I said Adam. it first. <laughs> I've said it a couple of times now. You should be proud of yourself, mate. Um, just to cu- make sure we cover a couple of areas. What did you think of Corey's parents? They were um, just typical annoying parents. Well, it's, it's oh, kind mate, of his dad was lovely. We his dad was nice. His mum was, yeah. was that protective, overprotective mum. Yeah. Uh, I, Did you no, like that character? Toxic. She was a toxic woman. 
she's half of what created the the man that he was. Yeah, I agree. And she reminded me again, like the parallels to it, like the parents yeah. in mm. it. You know, they're all like obsessive, creepy, possessive. You know, that kind of like over mothering and mm. yeah, yeah. When um when his dad said to him, "I hope you find love," everyone in that first screening burst out laughing. And well, I was I like, was quite I was like, I don't think it's fucking funny, actually. Really? Yeah. I think Everyone he was actually, I think burst he out it. laughing. Odd. I what are you saying, Scott? Him to fi- I think he genuinely wanted him to find love. Yeah, exactly. I think it was a genuine... But in that laughter, I think that it was revealing that the audience were not with the film. Because yeah. if you're laughing at that at that yeah. point, it's because you're like, this film's so fucking ridiculous. It's just it, that is what the family life it was. It, he had this really dominating mum, mm. and I th- was it his stepdad? I, I don't think, think it was, was his, his stepdad. Yeah, his stepdad. I think wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, he he was looking out for him. Gave him the motorbike. He he gave him some some uh, loving words, and I, yeah. and you could see he was as downtrodden as as the son because he was staying late at, at the at the scrapyard watching his films watch with films. his headphones in. It's like, he doesn't yeah, want to go yeah. home either. And I did think as well, when he was going around killing him, like, surely he's not going to kill the stepdad. And he didn't. And the, he did, the, the bully killed the stepdad in the end. The bully did. Yeah. 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 Do you think he would have killed his stepdad though? Because that's the thing. No. Corey's evil is killing people who he perceives as having wronged him. Yeah. He I has a motive. I don't think I he would have. I think no. that's almost led him on to go to another level of like fuck this shit when his dad died. It was like his relationship had gone, like the one person anchoring him had gone as well. Yeah, I also think that that's why the blowtorch was used because it's quite vicious mm. and quite that's true. Painful yeah. and you killed he was my dad. Inflicting that you can, yeah, exactly. It did make me want to go through and watch Friday the Thirteenth franchise again, which is poor by comparison but because they also did that uh, halfway through they got they had a whole film that at the end you realise it's not Jason it's been a copycat killer mm. John Carpenter's score I really appreciated that it wasn't as overwhelming as the previous one the previous one it was cool I liked it but here it was very subtle particularly when Myers grabs Corey mm. it is almost like light guitar it's a more subdued version of it and it was creepy for that reason I would say for sure yeah you know what saying that I don't recall hearing any score no it didn't overwhelm the film it was just there just very gently there in scenes that's because i see that the score is almost like michael there you go because he's like oh paul that's beautiful especially how strong the score could be when we get that 2018 one it's really like boom and the kills one that is nice Mm. oh yes here's a lovely thing that i appreciated i forgot about this early in the film very prominently, Laurie is wearing a crucifix around her neck. And I was like, oh, man, don't give me that God shit. And then, before the showdown with Michael and Corey, she pulls it off her neck and puts it down, almost like there is no place for God here, what I'm about to oh, do. Oh, nice. That, I'm like, come on, Laurie. <laughs> oh, I'll beautiful. take that. <laughs> Even though she, she obviously clearly believes. <laughs> yes. But she's like, you can't watch this, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, this is not for you. But she, uh, she crucified Michael in a way because she ran the knives through both his hands. Yeah, she did. He's like, turn your eyes away, Jesus. What I'm going to do to this man? Yeah, (laughs) what would you have done if they crucified him? I mean, if if it was done well, 
like if they crucified him, they would have had to have still put him in the grinder. <laughs> On the cross. Just to make sure. Yeah. You're just the man who's about to stop breathing. Very good. I mean, I love. I, I, honestly, the best fucking moment and one of the best Michael Myers moments in a long time, scary wise, was him after that first kill, shuddering and breathing. That was like, oh, that gives me yeah. fucking goosebumps even now thinking about it. You it's can like, feel the adrenaline pumping through. Yeah, coming back like you're at the end of days, but it's like coming out. You know what it's like? It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre when Grandpa's at the end of the table and he can't really whack her head oh, yeah. to get the blood out into the bucket yeah. but then he gets a taste of her blood on his finger on her finger her, her she's bleeding out into his mouth and he starts coming alive a bit gross well that was gross. michael yeah lovely damn right you want some references shall i just list some references in this film to past films yeah go on then go for it uh, right at the beginning opening scene the mum of the little boy says Jeremy hears voices uh, Danny in Halloween 6 heard voices that was the man in black uh, telling Danny to kill for Michael Myers um, the homeless man could be Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 Michael Myers look but also the hobo slash hermit who takes Michael in at the beginning of Halloween 5 yep. Michael tries to put her hand in the garbage disposal in H2O, like in H2O. one of the kids uses a garbage disposal and you think his hand's going to go in. Mm-hmm. Blue font for the credits. I said Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers, thorn-like elements with Corey potentially getting the transference from Michael. Um, the radio host getting killed. The radio host was killed in Halloween 6. Don't Fear the Reaper. Is Don't Fear the Reaper the last song that plays as well? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It is. I did it when I was in the cinema. I did actually when you know when Nick Castle turned up um, yeah. as non Myers. I did actually go, oh my god! <laughs> so it's a good job. <laughs> you that could I do on your own, own really. <laughs> I wish that. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did, but my understanding in the first film was that he was meant to be playing Myers at some points, and I've never really understood if he has because I think that James James Jude Courtney has always yeah. been Michael yeah. this time yeah. round. But I was sure that Nick Castle was meant to be in some of the scenes. I thought that was Nick Castle right at the beginning of Halloween 2018 in the institution. Um, yeah, I thought that's what it was supposed to be in 2018 one. That's what they said. They, they took turns playing it, didn't they? I mean, you think how far this little mini trilogy has come. What a great run it has really gone on. Like, it mm. has split opinion. It has made people mad. People yeah. hate kills and inevitably this with a passion as well and that's better than people like you know what would have been the worst criticism of this film is if you guys had been like it was okay yeah that's like that is what 90% of content is nowadays particularly in franchise installments so to be so divisive and to make people happy and angry in equal measure Making a statement. I'm happy that they, they did what they did, and I'm, it's, it's nice that they went that way. I just still think they did execute it very well. How would you like them to execute it? I just, I just feel like what they were trying to do didn't really get across towards the end. Should we give our scores? You can't wait, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, I actually know what score Adam's actually going to say. Uh, no, I don't either. I think, well, go on, Adam. Let's have your score. My score, I'll give yeah. it a four out of ten. Bloody hell. Four. 
And what did you give the other two for context? Uh, the last one was uh, the first one was an eight. This the next one was a six, and this is a four. So consistently getting worse for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go. Okay. <laughs> it'll be the complete opposite of Adam. It was a high eight. Uh, it's a nine because of how much I've been thinking about it. Mm. Um, yeah. All that kind the of foibles that I have for it, I can overlook. Yeah. I give it leeway because it's Halloween for fuck's sake. You know, <laughs> yeah, if it was another, just another generic horror film or something, it wouldn't have the key elements at play. But when it's already in the universe and with the people that I love, you're already coming yeah. in loaded up with the goods. So you have to really fuck it up to upset me. So, but you're saying Kills is um, still better? Kills is, Kills is better. H2O is better. And then mm. it's this. So in order, it goes Kills ends 2018 in terms of how I rank the new trilogy. H2O is still better. I still, there's still, for me, there's something about this and H2O which now are going to live forever side by side because they were both bringing the Laurie Strode story to an end. Funny, the funny thing is, I know Alex, being a huge Halloween fan, just cannot stand H2O, mm. which is like, it's the complete opposite view to me because for me, I loved it. But a lot of that was to do with how old I was at the time and, and it came out when I was riding the hype train. So it was closure. Yeah. I think there's so many good beats in that. I think the story is a lot tighter. It doesn't try and reinvent the wheel, um, but I enjoy it a lot more. And I think Laurie's ending in it without the retconning that the next film did is the ultimate end for me. Mm. I nice. agree. And by the way, Ben, now I've seen yes. it on the big screen. I love yes. it even more. Look at that, H2O. man. I would love to see it on the big screen. I would love to see it on the big screen. Did Was everyone loving it when he got his head chopped off? Yes. God it damn. It got a round of applause after the whole film. It deserves like, it. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking deserves it. See, even in that film, well, no, they're like, the, the, yeah, it's driven by him coming for his sister. So they're just in very different universes, aren't they? Because yeah, H2O... It's I'm coming for my sister. He's driven by that, mm. and it's fine in that in that channel. It works. It does. But I guess the thing that takes the fear factor out of it that bit is the minute that you say, "Oh, this is his sister," it gives him motive. If you don't say this is his sister, it makes him all the more terrifying. Hence, why he has been so scary in these last three films. Mm. For sure. Um. Well, since these are on you, Scott, you, let's have your score now. Um, so, I give it a nine. Excellent. Um, and I, I'm actually going to mark down the 2018 version to eight because I enjoyed this more out of all three. Oh, wow. Are you doing that on our list? No. Okay. <laughs> you gave that a nine when you came on the podcast just on letterbox just on letterbox (laughs) um so even though it is a nine um i also have h2o as a nine and yeah h2o is deep rooted in me as my my favorite so it goes the original h2o then ends wow fucking hell third place third place is ends for you third place is kills for me that you got mine let's have yours yes paul so i give halloween 2018 i gave that a nine 
Then I gave Halloween Kills. It was it was a five when I first watched it. It's a seven now. Oh yeah. And I gave this an eight. Very good. Oh, good. I bet you Julio and people like that are home just like throwing stuff at the podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, someone like Julio, right? So I've obviously seen his, just so that we have the, the view that is closer to um, Adam. Julio, not picking on you, man. And that, like, I know that you weren't going to like this, but here's what Julio said. I checked out at his franchise with the previous movie. The only reason I watched this is because I have a podcast with my co-host is really into Halloween. And I told him I'd give it a shot so we could talk about it. I appreciate what David Gordon Green is trying to do here, and I like that he zigged instead of zagging, but the execution is a mess. That's what Adam was saying. I can't buy anything Rohan Campbell, Corey, is selling, which is a major issue. And I agree. If you don't buy into Corey, you ain't going to like this film. I I thought his performance was brilliant. I thought he was really compelling. So... I don't, I, I don't know why it didn't work for Julio, but there you go. This feels like an unsatisfying place to go for the end, ending of the story that started with Halloween 2018. Again, I'll give it points for weirdness, but I can't say I cared for a single person in this movie, except maybe poor Will Patton and his Rosetta Stone classes. So even though we arrive at a finale, that is sort of what I've been asking of this franchise. It was all too little, too late, and who gives a damn anyway? This motherfucker over here gives a damn, Julio. Come on now. I actually agree uh, with a lot he just said in that kind of thing. That's kind of a nice way of putting it. But obviously, I don't agree as much as he hates it. Well, there uh, you go. I mean, it is going to split people. I would be more... I was more upset when people were angry about kills because it was like, how the hell have you have you not clocked how good this film is? Whereas this one, I can see why it's divisive. It's, like, it's yeah. in the same way that I wouldn't get mad at people for not liking David Lynch or Twin Peaks. It's like, well, if it's not for you, that's not going to be for you, is yeah. it? Yeah, agree. True place, this film. Let's place it. So, on average, we've added our scores up and we have brought it to a 7.5, folks. So, shall I tell you some films that it's in contention with? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, we might as well do this live in the podcast. Is it better than Pan's Labyrinth? No. Yes. Yes, it's better than Pan's Labyrinth. Is it better than The Suicide Squad? No. Yes. Yes. No. Ugh. What? What? It, it, <laughs> so, Suicide Squad is going about Yes. <laughs> I should have been harder with that fucking score. I know what I'm going to do at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Only for it to a, sit below like Endgame after This that. is also like, never actually because Scott also gave Suicide Squad a nine. So that's why it sits so oh, high. Oh, Scott. You killed oh, him. Sorry. You killed Michael sorry, Myers. Sorry, you sorry. you <laughs> killed him. <laughs> well, that Scott would have probably been a lower score, Ben. So. Well, that's look true. at that. Well, there you go. That's where it sits. It's in between the Suicide Squad above it and Pan's Labyrinth below it. And just above the Suicide out. Squad, we have Burn After Reading, Jaws 2, and Misery. <laughs> Man. Wow. This look is a bad cause. That. Well, look, that's fine. I closed the book on all of this stuff in terms of, oh, you're wrong, this is wrong, whatnot. Six-year-old Ben wouldn't give a damn. Ten-year-old Ben wouldn't give a damn. 36-year-old Ben don't give a damn. I'm just going to love these movies. And I'll be keep watching them and rocking <laughs> well them out said, every man. fucking well year. Man. We finally killed him. I mean, no, I mean give look, me at the, look at this. If we're, if we're looking at it from the, from the outside, it's got a DC film against a Halloween film right now. Yes. And that's what it's all about. That's what we said at the beginning of the episode. We both <sighs> yeah. have our loves. And look, they're both sitting on the same score. They're on the same score. How poetic. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, there is a certain snobbery around horror films over superhero films at the moment. So if you have the equivalent of Batman, for example, that came out this year, that is always going to do better and score higher generally in the yeah, consensus course, yeah. than, than a horror film because people look down their noses at horror films. I know I look down my nose at superhero films, but mainstream <laughs> doesn't. Um, but that's what that's kind of what annoys me is... There are, yeah, and I said I wasn't, I wasn't going to get annoyed, but this is that is what annoys me. There is so much, and people like Julio, I'm kind of looking at you here. There is so much ridiculous nonsense that goes on in your ridiculous universes, right, of superhero movies where so-and-so grows a fucking machine gun on his elbow to <laughs> turn back time and fall through hell and come out in heaven to save Ant-Man from whatever. Right? That happens great. in any film and suddenly that's a 9 out of 10 because Taika Waititi has directed it. Whereas Halloween does something quite creative and inventive for its final chapter and does it well as a long-standing fan. I'm saying it's doing it very well compared to with all the other ones as well and, and it's super satisfying to this particular fan and it's like, eh, this was do terrible. You know what, do you know what, Ben? Yes. Horror this year is thriving. Oh, it is. You're right, man. Literally, it's like... Horror is having a comeback. Not even just, like, in terms of the films, but in, like, box office numbers and stuff like that. It's actually thriving this year. Like, people are actually... I think, like, Smile has overperformed and is doing really well. And then you've got Why do you think that is? Because we're living in a horror movie right now. (laughs) That's that's just I mean, as an Elstree Paul. <laughs> I would be all for horror movies coming back to take over the cinemas in in the mainstream for a for a fair while. You're right, like yeah, the, me too. Horror, horror films have generally always reflected the fears of the time. And since we have all been going through some fucking terrible shit over the last few years, yeah, maybe maybe that is why we've got this upsurgence now. Mm. And I am loving it. Bet you are. Yeah, man. I am. Right, Scotty. Do you want to give us what rating you want to put to what film in our lists? Yes. So my rating is a nine, and I would like to put it towards True Romance, please. Oh! Oh, fucking hell. I didn't see that coming. No. That was off my radar entirely. What does that mean? That is actually quite... Where is it? A True Romance. Oh. Oh, okay. quite high. It's quite high. Let's, uh, let's see what that does. So it was on an 8.5. We also have Stacy. He's gave it a 10, so it's automatically given it a higher score. Hell, that's next well to up that. the leaderboard, isn't it? Yeah, wow. so let's work that out. Got an 8.6. Oh, it's still out of our top 20. Right, Damn everyone, it. that added all up. That gives an 8.6. It doesn't quite make it in to our top 20 of all time, but it shifts it a little bit. Shifts it a little wow. bit. It okay. actually has its own unique score. So there you go. It sits. Oh, it's quite interesting, actually. <gasps> this is something. It's actually sent it to this place 21. It's just outside the 20. Oh, just one Damn outside. It. Yeah. Well, someone else might come along loving it, give it a 10, and away it goes. Up it comes. Sadly, yes. it's pushed midsummer to 22. What's that, 20? Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Wow. Mm. Horror. I was going to go for that one, but. True man. What would you What would you have given Doctor Sleep? Is it a ten film for you? I gave. I think it was a nine, but I still need to see the director's cut, like Paul watched. Oh, you're gonna love even more. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The director's cut was was better. I had a much better time with that on the on the second watch. 
Oh, lovely. Thanks for that, Scott. Nice little boost for true, true romance. Very good. And that's the end of our Halloween era. Look at that. This makes me sad. sad. I bet it does. Especially with I that feel... score. Well, you know, I... There's only one person to blame. I know. I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> whatever. I hope Julio comes on the podcast again. <laughs> And he oh, just smashes God. it down to the floor. <laughs> he would and he, do. gives it, he puts his one against it just to spite you, Ben. Oh, that is man. very horrible. You have to put a lock on this film. <laughs> well, he would really hurt me if he did that. So I would hope that he wouldn't choose violence in that way. <laughs> I mean, it's fight, you know, like. He would create a new evil. There's lots of people out there disliking it. I'm glad. Look at this. I, I, I really wouldn't have been able to say at all before this uh, podcast began where any of you stood the only thing I was sure about was that Adam was not going to like it that much I knew <laughs> did you well, think I really didn't know where you boys would anything be on it I said know. after the film or just from when watching the film no I, I just when I saw it I thought Adam is not going to like this not being a Michael Myers story mm. yeah and, there, and there's countless people out there people who aren't Halloween fans and people who are diehard Halloween fans who feel the exact same way as you yeah I've seen a lot of comments online saying what? Corey just beat the shit out of him like he was a pussy and took his mask what the fuck is that it's like man it's, it, this is flying over your head what's going on here isn't people it don't understand the context that's why no absolutely no well we can be stated as the podcast that really loved Halloween ends yeah definitely yes. despite Adam <laughs> despite Adam there you go we came to an end, Michael. Rest in pieces. Way. <laughs> Very good. I just came up with that on the spot. <laughs> well, thank you, Scott. It's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, we love having you on for the horrors. Yeah. Thank you. Let's we'll think about what what's next. Probably probably Scream. Scream or six, there might be something else popping up in between. Who knows? When is Scream 2 coming out? Scream 2. March 31st. <laughs> what is it? March... 31st. Oh, well, it might be then. Fuck, they've turned that around quick in a year. Well, I suppose they did that with the Halloween films as well. Mm. Yeah. It's already finished filming, so... No, okay. I think that... Um, here's something I was going to say. Sorry. Go for After it. thought. Killing off Corey in this film. <laughs> did... I kind of... I, yes, yes, and fine, and it works, but because we've invested so much time in him and creating him if he were to be alive at the end in some capacity whatever it was just not killed off i think that could also have been satisfying in a different way i just think this is this this needed clarity this film like i've been even more annoyed if in some ways they were both one of them was alive because you think it can continue with him yeah it's like it's like come on now like, when are you actually going to end this? Like, you put the word ends. It's like the final destination and all that kind <laughs> yeah, of shit. Don't I, mess with Scott. <laughs> Which still hasn't ended. <laughs> final Destination 6, coming to you soon. <laughs> like, like, just fucking do it. Like, make it a nice, neat story. Don't drag this out. Yeah, well, they did, mate. And, you've got and you it. didn't like it. I know I didn't like it, but I'm, I'd rather... I liked it. If they had kept one of them alive and there was that, I'd be like, oh, come on. Yeah, but you don't have to keep seeing it. True. True. If we well, you would, because podcast, you make a good podcast. 
No, no, but if, if we didn't do this podcast, would you have gone and seen it? I probably would have done because I know how much, like, you like it. I probably wouldn't have seen it in the cinema if I, like, didn't no. know you, for example. But because you go, like, you love it so much, I'm willing to go out and go, yeah. I wouldn't rush out opening weekend like I did. Mm, yeah. Mm. But I would have definitely, yeah. But if they did another one after this, and we didn't do it on the podcast, I probably wouldn't be rushing. Does everyone know what we're doing next on the podcast? A absolute swift about turn. To something very different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're doing 1990s Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, I love that film. <laughs> it's going to be another... <laughs> it's going to be another one of us shouting at Adam, most likely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys Almost. know they did a sequel in 2016? No, with Dolph Lundgren. What the fuck? I've never watched that. I will not watch that. No, I don't that. want like, to either. It, I'm not going to. It, now, how can you? How can you do that? Schwarzenegger Just, can, has the comedic chops to pull that off. Dolph Lundgren ain't funny. <laughs> Awful. I can't even imagine how shit it is. Well, I can. Uh, but yeah. Trash. But I look sure. forward to listening, guys. Well, we're going from. Arnie Cunningham to Corey Cunningham to Arnie Schwarzenegger. Look at that. Smooth. Very good. It's been such a sombre episode. It has. <laughs> I feel really weird about this episode. I couldn't tell you how well it's gone. <laughs> Listeners, do you, did this, did you like this? out of their mind. There's you think, saying things that happened in a film. Just saying joking, things that happened joking. in a film. <laughs> this cunt, I'm going to snap his <laughs> If neck. I wasn't so ill, I'd come and smite you down. <laughs> Yeah, that's good.